This programme is made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Independence Day. Why you rap so funny? Why you sound so weird? Why you dress so awkward? You ain't from brown here. Hello and you're welcome to Independence Day, a 10-part series where I'll be having a look at the state of Irish independent music around the country. I'll be talking to various record labels and bands about what it means to release music at the moment. This week we feature Clare traditional Irish music label Raylock Records. It was set up by musician and producer Jack Talty from Clare. I met Jack at the Blackgate Cafe in Galway and asked him about how the label is based in traditional music, but also how it can go off on many different musical tangents. I guess it's all tied together by traditional music and music around the periphery of traditional music that I'm in. So like you could have a solo slow air recording by Tony McMahon alongside an ensemble Eru record, alongside uh, a solo banjo album, you know. But, you know, they are unified in, in the fact that um, it's music that I, I really love and that it's music that I want to bring to wider audiences. How do you pick what releases or how, how do you go, OK, I want to release something from me? So sometimes um, albums on the label have developed in a way where somebody's come to me to engineer the album or produce the album and then I have kind of, I have I have wondered whether, you know, it could work as a label release and so sometimes that has happened and then other times, um, like our next album actually, that um, is a release of uh, the Fiddle, Donegal Trio, um, called Fiddle. Um, whereby, like, you know, I, I approached them and I said, look, I, I want to apply for some funding. Would you be willing to to bring out a record? And then, you know, we were all delighted to learn that, you know, funding came in from the Arts Council. So uh, we're going to record that in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, it, it happens that way as well. And actually, I guess as the label develops, that's really the model that I'm most interested in. So maybe applying for funding or getting a bit of help with making releases, is it? Yeah, we're very lucky that the Arts Council is available to us, you know. Um, it's not available in a lot of other jurisdictions, you know, so I'm, I'm very grateful that that outlet is there and that opportunity is there to make albums because we work as a, a not-for-profit. Not for Essentially, any money that comes in from albums goes towards the artists and whatever bit that doesn't goes into our next album. Um, so essentially we depend on the Arts Council to, to fund some of the albums. Shane Mulcrone is a banjo player from County Mayo and a friend of Jack's for many years. I met him backstage at the Red Up Records live showcase at the Black Gate and he told me how he got involved with the label. 
I would have had an interest in recording myself. I was uh, hoping to do a CD maybe years ago, and I kind of didn't fully get around to it. Um, other things kind of got in the way, and uh, uh, I heard um, heard Jack's recording with uh, Cormac Bagley, um, the, the, the Fur Bullock, very good, uh, great CD. I heard it on the radio one evening, and um, the sound quality was excellent. I thought I was uh, blown away by it. You know, it came came through it came through on the radio so well. Um, so I had been uh, been asking Jack kind of about recording equipment. What to, you know, I planned on doing it myself, maybe, and seeing how I got on. You can you can do a lot of it on the laptop these days. Um, but I um, uh, eventually said uh, it's better maybe to call down to the studio and see see how I get on down there. So I called down to Jack's studio, and um, uh, you know, it's very it's nice. He's a nice setup down there, and. Um, uh, you know, you kind of put set your ease. It's not always the most comfortable setting playing in front of a microphone. You know, it's kind of, uh, um, it's kind of a. Uh, once you put the, once you press the record button on, kind of like you've done just now, uh, it's uh, it's um, it can be, it, you know, you, it takes it gets a bit tr- trickier. To, you're not fully at ease then in that yeah. in that uh, in that situation. So, um, but. So I've been in recording studios once or twice before, not too often, but just for various things. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it can be a nerve-wracking experience, and um, uh, you can always come away from it kind of feeling like you didn't, uh, you didn't give it your best, uh, you didn't give your best representation in it. And uh, with uh, Jack's, um, uh, Jack's studio, there's a nice, relaxed kind of atmosphere in it, and he's, uh, he, you know, he's coming from... A good side because he he understands the the recording side of it, the production side of it, the, the music side of it as well. You know, so he's a he's a good background in music himself. So kind of um, so you'd be you know you'd have you'd have a lot of confidence in him uh, in what he's in, in what he's saying. You know, if he says something is good, you'd kind of say yeah, I'd be happy enough to. He's good good man for a second opinion on things. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> Another artist on the label is Saul Ogni Canavan, a Shannon singer, musician and composer from Dublin. She recalled meeting Jack and her first recordings for Raylock. I went down to UCC um, to do the music degree and Jack was the year ahead of me. He was also doing the music degree and I got to know him when I was in second year and he was in third year and actually we met through Neil O'Loughlin and well, we didn't really meet through Neil. We, we had met before in the Tradsock, but I didn't actually know him and Neil. Well, I started talking to Neil one day, and um, he uh, uh, said himself and Jack were going to go and play a few tunes, and did I want to come? And uh, I ended up uh, going, playing tunes with the two of them, and we became really good friends. And um, 
I suppose we, uh, we were always hanging out together and Shane as well actually Shane was doing dentistry at the time and when he was free he used to join us for, for, for a few tunes as well and, um, you know I suppose it's, I've, I've known Jack that long you know it's, I've known him since 2006 and I've known Shane since 2008 and um, I suppose uh, the Rayloch Records I, I can't even remember was it 2011 Rayloch Records started um, but uh, the first CD I did was in uh, 2012 and that was the one with um, uh, the, the songs that Seamus Ennis collected um, in Arasanya, which is the area of Connemara where my father is from. So that was the first uh, recording Jack made of, of me, I suppose, you know. Jack explained his take on his role as producer. Well, I suppose I, I look at the world as a performer, as a musician primarily. That's, that's really what informs every single thing I do. Um, I got into engineering then when I went to college. Um, I, I suppose I had an interesting introduction to it because obviously I was really interested in studios and all that, but my interest in engineering started from things like sound design, um, even acoustic, psychoacoustics, electronic composition. So I suppose I I, I wasn't the, the young fellow who just wanted to sit in studios all day and of course I did because I was listening to records like and I was listening to I was I was just as interested in how they were made as I was in the music like it was, it was kind of a strange and a bizarrely eclectic mix of stuff like I could be one minute listening to the Marshall Mathers LP trying to figure out why certain decisions were made like that um, <laughs> like you know, I was, I was young, so I don't mind saying it now. But like the next thing could have been like a Robbie Williams record. Like I was listening to how did Guy Chambers decide to produce things like this? And of course, I I don't listen to much popular music anymore. But they were like they were formative times when you're not just thinking about the music; you're trying to get your head around why did people not that was, not that you were questioning or challenging what they'd done, but just to kind of get a grounding on why certain uh, decisions were made. That it wasn't just documenting a performance; that there were actual very um, structured and very creative ways in presenting that music. So that's something that I, I got interested in like um, from a very early age.
So how do you do it? Like you're not for profit. How do you run it day to day, or how does anybody <laughs> make any money out of this? <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, yeah. It's it's a project by project basis. You know, it might look like it's uh, an everyday business, but yeah, maybe it is in the sense of you know social media and newsletters and stuff. But essentially, uh, the resources go in on a project by project basis. So um, you know, really, my my main focus is just to keep making really good albums and the better you are at connecting your audiences to the music that you make the better they respond the more audience you have and that feeds into you know this ability to make more albums and luckily um it's all well and good having an ethos and a, and a vision but i'm i'm kind of it's really positive to see that the figures seem to add up Whereas people are responding to the kind of music that we're releasing, like Irish traditional music has always had a good audience. That's that's you know that's nothing new. But I suppose what's really heartening is to see that the way people are responding to the particular ethos of the label, where you know you could have a household name released alongside somebody who isn't well known, and the audience seems to respond just as well to new talent. I suppose so. That's really important. It's really it's really heartening to see that. Uh, because it is a community of musicians, of listeners, of enthusiasts that you depend on. You know, we're all in it together. So it's, it's not like it's not like the traditional um, notorious label model where, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of executives <laughs> who don't really have any connection to the, the direct music making itself.
I asked Solok a similar question about independent artists making a living from music. Well, you could say yes and no. <laughs> it's not that easy. Uh, I, in, I think it just depends on the person and depends on what you're doing and where you are and how things are. But um, I, I find that, well, I also teach um, fiddle and piano and singing and it's a bit more reliable if you're teaching um, rather than just depending on gigs all the time. But I actually, I like I like the combination of, um, you know, teaching teaching in, in the daytime and <laughs> doing gigs and... Um, you know, it, it, it can work. It can work. You know, it depends. It, it's you have to be very. Uh, I think you have to be a bit stubborn as well, and it's it's not it's not easy sometimes when you. I will say it's not easy when you want to 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 record something and you want to get funding for it, and maybe you can't get funding. And a lot of people are doing funded campaigns now, you know, because they they need they have to 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 get their projects out there and. Um, to get things, well, to get things done, <laughs> you know, to record albums and other art forms as well, obviously, and make films or whatever. And um, uh, yeah, it, it's not always easy, but if you really, I think you really want to do something, you just keep, you, you find a way of doing it, you know. to make it your career or is this just you know something you you love and you feel you have to do well I definitely kind of felt I had to do the the CD for some reason I kind of wanted to do it it was just something that I had in my mind from um, a good few years back and uh, it was kind of I kind of got to the stage where I said well if I don't do it now I'll, I'll, I'll never do it and uh, um, you know so I think um, uh the main reason I did it was kind of maybe in, a, in somewhat kind of a selfish way, and I wanted to, I wanted to, I just wanted to do a make a banjo CD and make uh, one that would be kind of primarily maybe solo banjo, and uh, um, 
with a kind of a, I suppose a traditional kind of slant on it maybe. Um, uh, but it, yeah, it's not it's not easy um, like to be to be uh, to be a musician. I don't think it's um, it's definitely not an easy. Um, wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't say. It's, I don't think it's an easy job. Um, I don't do music full time myself. So um, and uh, uh, but I, you know I, I'm trying to do a bit more. I suppose over the in the over the next while. Uh, um, it's it's not too easy to do it independently. You know, it's like everything. You you, you can well. Personally, I feel like that uh, you can um, you can have the idea that you want to do something all by yourself, um, but I think you'll, you'll always need people along the way, no matter what you're doing. Um, so with music, I think it's uh, it's the same thing, you know. Like with uh, um, with the CD, um, it's great to have the support of uh, Jack's label um, to 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 help with. Um, uh, with with uh, with with it as well, you know. So it's it's um, yeah, it's not too easy being independent independent musician. Uh, anyone that's uh, anyone that's full time in music, I, you know, it's, it's you have to have uh, you have to have a lot of respect for them because it's it's not not an easy not an easy job. Uh, so, what do you think of the state of traditional music in Ireland and in a kind of the wider world at the moment? Um, yeah, so I think Irish traditional music is in a really healthy state at the moment in terms of you know, activity and popularity. Um, there's so much coming out, and like it's not for me to make any, I suppose, value judgment on on what's good or what isn't. But what I can do and say is that um, you know, it's it's nice to have an opportunity to kind of um, release albums in a certain ethos and that are being made in a certain way, and uh, have a certain relationship with the artists. Like I'm. I'm a huge fan of uh, Manfred Eicher's ECM label, and um, I mean, I, I think people on the outside don't often understand that Irish traditional music um, has always been considered an art form by practitioners as well as you know, you know, academics or whatever. But you know, so the idea of um, the album as a piece of art as something that has always been there, uh, it's something that I take very seriously. Um, and even the idea of uh, production is something that I take very seriously. You know, a lot of classic albums have come out in Irish traditional music. One is that you just can't switch off. You know, they're just absolute classics. Shane offered his take on the state of traditional music. Um, yeah, I think it's, 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 in, it's in good, good shape, I suppose. It's, uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of musicians, uh, a lot of younger musicians playing. Um, uh, you know, it's very popular worldwide. Uh, um, you know, nowadays with social media and everything else, um, uh, you know, there's um, people from all over the world have interest in Irish music. Um, uh, you know, it's it's. I think it's strong. You know, there's um, you, you've uh, you've got a lot of creativity, and you've got um, uh, you know, there's 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 a good bit going on. There's a, there's a huge amount of variety in it as well. It's not all the same. Uh, so you know, I think it's in it's in good enough shape. It's uh, there's, uh, you know, you can you can go into a lot of detail uh, with it. You can trace it back quite far. There's access to lots of recordings nowadays. Um, uh, you can, uh, you know, you can draw influence from other music and uh, and bring that into it. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot going on, so it's uh, it's all it's all good. <laughs> what about you? Mentioned ECM, but are there any other record labels that you have respected that you know maybe wanted to emulate a bit? Um, yeah, even in Ireland, there are some great record labels. Um, 
like I really admire what Diatribe in Dublin are doing and I was really delighted that Ensemble Leroux um, had the opportunity to work with Diatribe um, on Stargazer, which is actually our, our, our last album. Um, everything they do sounds great, looks great and the lads themselves are great people, great musicians. So, you know, I, I really admire what they do um, and that's just in Dublin, that's just in the Irish community itself, you know, so I, I really like what they're doing. Um, and Ergodos, another great uh, Dublin-based label and production company, really like what they're doing as well. Sounds great, looks great. Um, so I think it's a, while it may not be um, a very stable environment financially, I really like the way that people don't care. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna run a label, they're going to bring out really important music and that's the main priority and I think that's really good. So rather than, I suppose, bemoan the fact that there's a lack of finance and resources around to, to make albums, I like the way people are just being proactive and saying, look, we'll scrape funding from somewhere we'll do it because we want to do it. We'll do it because it's important and we don't need to sell millions. You know, It doesn't really matter. It's a great it's a great thing to be involved with and it's a great way to interact with, with music as well as a performer. I just think it's something that it's really important. And I'm a huge fan of uh, Manfred Eicher as a producer and ECM as a label and I, I love how everything sounds, how it looks and the, 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 the visual aesthetic of... Um, ECM has something is something that has inspired me as well. You know, obviously, you want to um, indigenize or or, or localize that in your own way to reflect your own vision and your own ideas. But it's uh, just the importance placed on how something looks, not necessarily to um, prop up the music, but just to understand and to rationalize that album as an artwork. In, as a whole, I think that's really important. It's just it gives you a, a sense of what it's about, where the artist is coming from, and it's, I just think it's it's a really important uh, it's a really important aspect of releasing music. What are the challenges or difficulties you've had in running the label? Um, I guess it's always difficult to, you know, get to make sure people connect with the album and that people support it because, you know, it, it's it's a considerable cost to bring out an album, and uh, we're never going to be in a situation where we just release digitally because that's not really how, uh, especially that's not really how Irish traditional music works. Um, and I also think it compromises. I know I keep going back to the idea of the album as an artwork, and I don't want to sound pretentious with that, but look, that's what I'm into. It's really important to me. So the idea of just uh, a digital platform is, is kind of totally alien to me. So obviously there's a considerable cost involved, but as well, um, and maybe it's one of the... Um, it's a challenge, but maybe it, it, uh, it's also a focus and a, a modus operandi for a, a label that you can kind of challenge the industry in a way um, that you can, like I said earlier, you can provide an infrastructure for people to get their music out there and get their music heard, have access to the media, have access to festivals. And to be honest, I think it's a, it's a good uh, challenge to potential. I won't say 
existing or real, but potential cronyism in the music industry, where it's a lot of back patting, you know, where it's like, get your friends for a gig. You know, it, it's another challenge to that, which is good. Um, because, uh, and I'm sure every label works like this because it's, it's, it's the only way really, but like, I don't care whether I get on with somebody or not. If I think they're great, <laughs> I, don't, I don't make a habit of uh, falling out with people anyway. But, you know, I think it's about the music. It's, uh, personal, personal relationships are obviously a huge part of the label because, all, you know, my, my friends are, I, I call the people who are on the, the label my friends now. You know, so it's, it's, that's, it's a huge social connection that we have as well. But at the same time, uh, the music should be what's evaluated. Uh, it doesn't matter what personal relationships are like. It shouldn't be about cronyism. So I think uh, maybe a label is a good way to undermine um, some of the bullshit that can be part of the music industry. And that's important to me as well. Thanks to Jack Talty from Relic Records for chatting to me and to Shane Mulcrone and Solid McCannaghan for doing the same in between their gig. And we heard tunes from all three of them on this programme, as well as something from Ensemble Aru and Noel Hill. And you can find them all on RaylockRecords.com. Next week's episode will look at jazz from Northern Irish label Light Records. This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee, and it's produced by me, Alan Meany. Indie, rock, and alternative. 2XM.